0: Hello and welcome, this is Get Involved Referee with me, Lindsay Heron and Des Roach as we look over the big talking points in the refereeing world especially in the Scottish Premiership over the weekend and let's talk about time, Des Minutes added on, what's the script? I mean, some games it looks as if the games are going to last forever other matches, well, not quite so much It's a disparity that some fans are, are, are talking to us about and they're complaining that, you know uh, one game is only on, you know, a few minutes added on at the end and yet another, there are so many added on for various reasons. Um, you can explain to us in great detail why that'll happen. I, I,
1: mean, what- actually, I actually can't. What generally happened in in my by long days ago was it'll be a conversation between the referee and the fourth official. It'll be, if it was Steve and I, my interpretation is I think that there's been three substitutions, four substitutions, Okay, right, four substitutes, right, two minutes added on? Okay. However, now with the introduction of VAR and then the prolonged uh, delay in the game restarting, Mm -hmm. they've also got to take that into account. Um, But the thing is, there is no absolute hard and fast rule that this takes X amount of time, this takes X amount of time, and this takes X amount of time. I totally understand that, that fans are incredibly frustrated with it um, because you can go from a game having three minutes added time to a game having ten minutes added time there is no uh, justification for it but unfortunately I'm in the blind like most people in fact probably most people would say I was in the blind when I was refereeing but there is no hard and fast rule it is really just a, a conversation between the referee the fourth official I would like to think that VAR would be involved in it and saying, look, we've taken two minutes to come to this uh,
0: decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, two two glaring uh, examples of, of course, Tynecastle last midweek. Rangers are winning 1-0 and kind of sort of hanging on, if you like, a little bit against Hearts. And only three minutes are added on. Stevie Smith furious with that. No explanation as to why they came to that number. And then the Celtic-Comarnock match down at Rugby Park. Kilmarnock or furious because 10 minutes ended up being played there in added time when eight was announced uh, initially. So again, is this something really the authorities need to come out and explain to allow the supporters to know what's going on? I would like to
1: think so. As I said, there is no hard and fast rule. I would like to think that other than going down the American football route or the, the basketball route where somebody's sitting there and they're hitting their stopwatch, I've had the same text, people asking me, maybe you go down the road Of putting a, a Stop clock up But again That's changing The whole dynamic Of the, the dynamic of the game mm. So no Unfortunately I wish I could give you I wish I could give you An answer for it But I really don't uh, But I do understand The frustration um, Of why players Managers Are saying Well Why are you only getting Three minutes And then We're getting eight minutes A lot of Hearts fans Had been in touch with me Regarding the mm. Willie Column Willie was Apparently gesturing To his watch Numerous times during the game and then you see such a, a small amount of time on it at the end. And I can completely understand Stephen Naismith's frustration on it. you can also understand Derek McGinnis' frustration on it as well. But unfortunately, it's there's no hard and fast rule, as I said. I mean, like
0: you say, the ball is in play something like 53 minutes out of the 90, on average, on a football match. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, if we were to... To follow the American football, the NFL example, we would be playing for four hours. Yeah, uh, three you, hours.
1: You wouldn't get uh, you wouldn't get European games on a Tuesday night because the guys <laughs> would still be playing.
0: <laughs> exactly, but after midnight, wouldn't it? you yeah, finish course. the match. But um, I just I just feel that supporters are owed some kind of explanation as to why and how they come to the the, the, the amount of minutes that are added or not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those are the guys that are paying the money to come in the door, those are the ones that are keeping the keeping the clubs open. What have we said all along about VAR, let them know, let them know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but the supporters and you and I who are watching on television and, and reporting on it, we're none the wiser. So yeah, it does feel as if it's a wee bit not draconian, that's not the right way, but it's it, it's hidden. But it seems it's seems inconsistent, always, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very inconsistent. But it's always been that way, thus it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Would we be paying so much attention to it three years ago pre VAR? Probably not. But however, it's with us now, and it's an absolute relevant question. So how do we come up with the, the amount of time
0: that's added on? I can't answer that question. I know you said the referee and the fourth official kind of discuss what they think should be added on, but given that VAR is looking at the game in in general and covering the whole match, would it be you know within their gift to say, look, I think we think. This should be the amount of time added on. I think that would be the
1: most sensible decision, because those are the guys there with the technology and they're the guys who are, are watching the watching the games that goes ahead. They can stop and start to to rewind, to look at the attacking player pathway, they can timestamp it. Personally, I think that would be the most um sensible way to do it. But the the VAR says in the in the rear, it's saying Look, like I think it should be a minimum of mm-hmm. four, five, six. Yeah, the, th- the technology is there, so why not use that? That seems the most, um, the most reasonable and secure way to do it because they've also
0: got the they've got the time on it. I wonder if there's if there has to be something introduced to allow that to happen. And we're obviously they're only out to intervene on four separate issues on field, but this would be a more technical issue. So yeah, it would be a great idea, wouldn't it? It certainly would. There were some big calls um, and we can go through the, you know, the big calls of the weekend if you don't mind. Um, you know, if you start at the at the Rangers game, there was a penalty, you know, early on in the game. And again, it's it's the second time, curiously enough, involving Rangers uh, when a shirt pull uh, is the decision uh, made by VAR, uh, and recently missed by Kevin Clancy. See, to be honest, I don't think
1: Kevin missed it. I think if you actually look at the look at the game and look at the action of the, the the way it developed and play developed, nobody was looking for that. Absolutely nobody. Not one Rangers player, not one Dundee player thought they had they had made an error. However, when you look at a still, it changes a changes it. And I think Tony Docherty comes out with a lot of lot of respect when he said exactly at the same time. Kevin read the play, he read what was going on, but when he seemed the same picture That was presented to Kevin. He thought it was a penalty, which we all do. We all do. It was a it was a clear short pull. However, not every not every touch, not every bump is a foul. Not every short pull is a is a foul. Really?
0: Not every short pull is a a foul. No. How can that be? It's either a short pull or it's not. It's a contact game.
1: (laughs) It's a contact game, and I'm I'm shooting myself in the foot here. I know I'm shooting myself in the foot here. It is a penalty when you see it on a still. However. It's contact, what you expect, and the ball was getting put in. Um, I think the only thing that I was really surprised at was there was so much space that he didn't really need to do it. Uh-huh. He didn't need to do it. There was so much space between the defenders and the attackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when you see the shot belt, it's a penalty.
0: I know it's kind of sticking in your throat about this decision slightly in the sense you don't think it possibly is, but by definition, this is VAR getting something right, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is. Um
1: as much as I'm not as not as big a <laughs> fan. Uh, I'll just leave just now. <laughs> yeah, but um yes, when you see the still, But I don't even think um Simmer was looking for it. I think he, he he's thrown his hands up just purely in, in a in a jest and a claim, but no, it wasn't wasn't the worst thing that I've seen. I I've seen a lot I've seen a lot worse being um been been passed on. Mm-hmm.
0: That was given, obviously, a penalty. It put Rangers two nothing up, and sorry, two one up in the game, which was important at that time for them, for sure. Um, difficult for Dundee after that. Then Rangers had a goal disallowed. They were three one up. The goal disallowed when the play was brought back for a free kick. Now I'm not sure how this was given. Maybe you can help let the the listeners understand this. So you see Kevin Clancy touching his ear, so listening to somebody. Is it the fourth official? Is it VAR? There was a challenge uh, on uh, boating on the sidelines by on the side of the pitch rather by Dessers, and the build-up to the play and then Todd Cantwell scores. Basically, the referee stops the game or doesn't allow the restart of the game, and then disallows it.
1: At that moment in time, was unsure myself Uh um, what had actually uh, gone on. However, when you look back to it, Kevin's position never changed. The position that he had on the field of play was where the offence. Occurred, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if people hadn't heard or whatever, But I think Kevin obviously at that moment in time Had blown the whistle for his judgment To be that there had a foul occurred uh, Because he never followed the ball on He never followed on when, when Cantwell proceeded So I think Kevin was um, He was adamant that a foul had occurred How it got to that stage I'm not sure But um, Kevin's body language and his position Seemed to say it was, it was him that made that call and he was quite happy to to be
0: to be firm with it. Oh, I assume that by the T V pictures that he was he was getting some instruction, but maybe I've I've mis, misconstrued that. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I don't know. I think um when you see it, I think he was also saying that he's made that call. I see. Yeah. I think that he's made that call. Okay. To say his body language, um, he was very uh, stoic, he was very positional. Mm. Like that's what I am and that's what I'm giving. Okay. If he hadn't given it, I would expect him to be following play and in what should have be been going on forward, but no from, from his body language. I think he was he was quite uh, fixed in what he was given.
0: And the next big call when that game was the Jose Cifuentes red card. Um, he loses possession and kind of lunges in and catches Bakayoko on the ankle. And it looks bad in the slow motion, doesn't it? It looks as like if he's stamped on him. Um, and Kevin's been asked to look at it again, having initially administered a yellow card.
1: Again, I go back to stills of paint a- Paint a horrible picture I think at the time Kevin was Was quite adamant That he's okay With it VAR has asked him To come across The view that he's getting I don't think for a minute That Well I hope That Sifuentes Didn't mean it But I think he just went For a genuine challenge and uh-huh. I was okay with the yellow card For that However When you slow it down And you pause it And you stop it And you see You see where the contact was made You can understand Why it was overturned To be a red card
0: so, Sifuentes um, f- sent off, obviously, for that decision made by Kevin Clancy on the back of the, the monitor review. Um, so that would be, what, excessive foul and, abu- sorry, f- how would you call that? Excessive uh, force? It would be serious foul play. Serious foul play. So that means he misses the next match. It wouldn't be the next Premiership match, it would be the next match. So he's going to miss the Cup Final next weekend.
1: Yes, yes. If it, <clears throat> Because it's a serious foul play and it's a straight red card, then ordinarily it would be within the competition that you're playing in but because of the severity Mm -hmm. of it yes, then it would be be, it would carry on to to the next competition There we
0: go Just one big call in the Celtic match apart from the extra minutes we were talking about earlier Um, and again it's one of these dubious potential handball situations Joe Hart's made a good save I think from Danny Armstrong the ball's bounced out uh, and Duba I think comes running in Left foot shot And it hits Alistair Johnson on his left arm As he's sprawled across the penalty area Trying to stop the ball Do you know what I'm actually
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually quite happy that's not been given And in my in, in my view on it was Johnson's just falling across And the ball's hit him mm-hmm. We've said it long and weary There is a difference between Accidental handball and deliberate handball I think that falls under the category of Accidental Handball. I'm not the the big fan of handball the way it's been given this year. Yeah, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that one. I think that was completely accidental. I don't think he was trying to make himself unnaturally bigger. I just think the guy was falling over.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Um, I would. I wouldn't like to see a penalty being awarded for that particular scenario. But we need to. Do we need some clarity again? Does it have to be reviewed this year? And again, do the powers that be need to come out with more? Um, let's say sacrosanct and distinct um, decisions about what handball is and what it isn't
1: I really don't think they need to come out with anything more other than what Steve and I have said for all along I mean we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now, is it deliberate is it intentional, Mm. is it meant, yes, That's that's a penalty kick, have you got the opportunity to remove yourself have you got the opportunity to avoid yourself the ball hitting you then it's not a penalty And I think that's just really what it has to come down to. Um, I think we've taken the the handball situation to extremes, but common sense. Common sense, and unfortunately that that doesn't follow all the way. Handball is you've deliberately played the ball with your hand, you've deliberately made an act to stop the ball getting to someone. If the ball hits you, the ball hits you. That's just football.
0: Absolutely. And just finally, Des, um, when you're down, you're down. I mean, poor wee David Martindale and his Livingston Lions, bottom of the table. They're just not getting a break at the moment. A couple of big calls went against them uh, at the weekend in the game against Hibbs. Did you feel they should have had a penalty in the first half? Curtis Guthrie goes down under a challenge from Joe Newell, but it wasn't even reviewed by VAR.
1: Yes, I was very surprised because it's in such a such a promising area. Uh, it's going to the going to the penalty area. Personally, I thought it was a penalty kick. I thought um, that Joe Newell got nothing of the ball, made clear contact with uh, with Guthrie. Grant Irvin got on his bike <laughs> very very quick and run up the other end of the park. But I would I wouldn't blame Grant for that. And I'm not it's not a blame game. Uh, but I would certainly expect VAR to be getting him across to to have a second to have a second look at it um, if it's in the penalty area it's a contentious decision mm-hmm. and at this moment in time Livingston are scrapping for any point they can get any 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 goal they can get but yeah for me it was a penalty kick uh, and I'm very surprised that VAR never got involved
0: and then in the second half uh, there was a bit of a confusing situation where um, Mo Sangari burst through There's a clear handball by Paul Hanlon which would have been a penalty had VAR been allowed to give the penalty, but it turns out that Sangari was offside in the build-up. So in the, in the first instance, VAR should have just called the, the goal, uh, sorry, the passage of play offside without going through that whole palaver.
1: I think that was a wee bit embarrassing, if I'm being perfectly honest. You shouldn't even get there. I don't know why the assistant referee hasn't put the flag up mm-hmm. to indicate an offside. Yeah. Because if you indicate the offside, which it clearly was, you don't even get to the second one so you're chalking off a goal and then you're retracing your steps to then say oh actually it wouldn't have been a goal anyway because he was offside Um I think that was particularly poor if I'm being perfectly honest I think that I think that was wrong the offside call should be in the first one mm-hmm. and then you don't even get to the second one
0: yeah so that's is that a breakdown in communication or is that VAR's fault particularly
1: I think it's a AR fault first Yeah and then it's a var fault second um <laughs> I, 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 look, the boys offside just yeah. put the flag up um yeah. yeah i think it's a i think it's a, an ar fault first and then vr for letting it get to there but i don't understand why you're working back the way from a goal to then call it off as you said all the time why you try to why are you, you trying to call goals off mm-hmm. just get the first decision right and then you don't need to think of the next one no exactly
0: and just one last thing Don Robertson is the cup final referee Rangers Aberdeen in the Viaplay cup final um, I think you and, and Steve had uh, suggested he was the right man for the job yep. why do you think that is and how do you think he'll do
1: I think it, I think it's absolutely
0: the right decision I think Don's having a,
1: a very good season I actually sent him a message just before we come in tonight just say congratulations He's he's a great referee. He's been around for a for a long time. He's earned his stripes. He's done all firm games. He's highly rated within within UEFA. He's the right man for the job, and I think he will do. And I hope he does. Fingers crossed. I
0: think he'll do a fantastic job, uh, and I wish him and his team all the best. You've mentioned it before. Sometimes uh, you know referees have been involved in a contentious decision. They've got to put it to the back of their minds. Uh, a lot of Rangers fans still upset about the goal that was disallowed in the first Rangers Celtic match of the season, where he, he gave the goal and then he changed his mind uh, on a challenge by Cyril Dessers yeah. on Gustav Luber Bielke uh, Lager Bielka, sorry, yeah. and then Kemar Roof scored. Will that play in his mind at all? Will he, will he have any pressure on him in that regard?
1: Absolutely none. Absolutely none. Don's a very strong individual. He's a he's an experienced referee the most important decision you make after you make and that wasn't an error it was just his, his decision which he had the strength of mind and character to overturn the biggest decision you make is the next decision that game was months ago Don will not pay any heed to that at all mm. so yeah I think it's a, a great appointment um, and I
0: think he'll do and hope he does fantastically well All will be revealed at Hamden does Thanks for listening to Get Involved Referee We'll catch you next time